Chapter Thirteen of The Imperialist by Sarah Jeanette Duncan. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Bruce Peary. They sat talking on the veranda in the close of the May evening, Mr. and Mrs. Murchison. The Plummer Place was the Murchison Place in the town's mouth now, and that was only fair. The Murchisons had overstamped the Plummers. It lay about them like a map of their lives the big horse chestnut stood again in flower to lighten the spring dusk for them as it had done faithfully for thirty years john was no longer in his shirt-sleeves the growing authority of his family had long prescribed a black alpaca coat he smoked his meerschaum with the same old deliberation however holding it by the bowl as considerately as he held its original which lasted him fifteen years a great deal of john murchison's character was there in the way he held his pipe his gentleness and patience even the justice and repose and quiet strength of his nature he smoked and read the paper the unfailing double solace of his evenings i should have said that it was mrs murchison who talked she had the advantage of a free mind only subconsciously occupied with her white wool and agile needles and john had frequently to choose between her observations and the politics of the day you saw lorne's letter this morning father john took his pipe out of his mouth yes he said he seems tremendously taken up with wallingham it was all wallingham from one end to the other it's not remarkable said john murchison patiently you'd think he had nothing else to write about there was that reception at lord whatchamaycollum's the canadian commissioners when the prince and princess of wales came and brought their family i'd like to have heard something more about that than just that he was there he might have noticed what the children had on now that abby's family is coming about her i seem to have my hands as full of children's clothes as ever i had abby seems to think there's nothing like my old patterns i'm sure i'm sick of the sight of them mr murchison refolded his newspaper took his pipe once more from his mouth and said nothing john put down that paper i declare it's enough to drive anybody crazy now look at that boy walking across the lawn he does it every night delivering the express and you take no more notice he's wearing a regular path sonny said mr murchison as the urchin approached you mustn't walk across the grass much good that will do remarked mrs murchison i'd teach him to walk across the grass if if it were my business boy isn't your name willie parker then it was your mother i promised the coat and the other things to and you'll find them ready there just inside the hall door they'll make down very well for you but you can tell her from me that she'd better double seam them for the stuff's apt to ravel and attend to what mr murchison says go out by the gravel what do you suppose it's there for mrs murchison readjusted her glasses and turned another row of the tiny sock i must say it's a pleasure to have the lawn neat and green she said with a sigh never did i expect to see the day it would be anything but chickweed and dandelions we've a great deal to be thankful for and all our children spared to us too john she continued casting a shrewd glance over her needles at nothing in particular 
do you suppose anything was settled between lorne and dora milburn before he started he said nothing to me about it oh very likely he wouldn't young people keep such a tremendous lot to themselves nowadays but it's my belief they've come to an understanding dora might do worse said john murchison judicially i should think dora might do worse i don't know where she's going to do better the most promising young man in elgin well brought up well educated well started in a profession there's not a young fellow in this town to compare with lorne and perfectly well you know it john might do worse but that's you all over belittle your own belongings mr murchison smiled in amused tolerance they've always got you to blow their trumpet mother he replied and more than me you ought to hear dr drummond about lorne he says that if the english government starts that line of boats to halifax the country will owe it to him much more than to cruikshank or anybody else dr drummond likes to talk said john murchison lorne's keeping his end up all right remarked stella jumping off her bicycle in time to hear what her mother said it's great that old wallingham asking him to dinner and haven't i just been spreading it where have you been stella asked mrs murchison oh only over to the milburns dora asked me to come and show her the new flower stitch for table centres dora's suddenly taken to fancy work she started a lot a lot too much stella added gloomily if dora likes to do fancy work i don't see why anybody should want to stop her remarked mrs murchison with a meaning glance at her husband i suppose she thinks she's going to get lorne said stella her resentment was only half serious but the note was there what put that into your head asked her mother oh well anybody can see that he's devoted to her and has been for ages and it isn't as if lorne was one to have girl friends she's absolutely the only thing he's ever looked at twice she hasn't got a ring that's true but it would be just like her to want him to get it in england and i know they correspond she doesn't make any secret of it oh i dare say other people have eyes in their head as well as you stella said mrs murchison stooping for her ball but there's no need to take things for granted at such a rate and above all you're not to go talking remember well if you think dora milburn's good enough returned lorne's youngest sister in threatening accents it's more than i do that's all hello miss murchison she continued as edvina appeared you're looking extremely dinky dink expecting his reverence edvina made no further reply than a look of scornful amusement which stella bicycling forth again received in the back of her head father said mrs murchison if you had taken any share in the bringing up of this family stella ought to have her ears boxed this minute we'll have to box them said mr murchison when she comes back edvina had retreated into the house is she expecting his reverence asked her father with a twinkle don't ask me i'm sure it's more than i can tell you it's a mystery to me that matter altogether i've known him come three evenings in a week and not again for a month of sundays 
and when he does come there they sit talking about their books and their authors you'd think the world had nothing else in it i know for i've heard them hard at it there in the library books and authors won't keep their house or look after their family for them i can tell them that if it does come to anything which i hope it won't finley's fine in the pulpit said john murchison cautiously oh the man's well enough it's him i'm sorry for i don't call edvina fitted to be a wife and last of all a minister's abby was a treasure for any man to get and stella won't turn out at all badly she's taking hold very well for her age but edvina simply hasn't got it in her and that's all there is to say about it mrs murchison pulled her needles out right side out with finality i don't deny the girl's talented in her own way but it's no way to marry on she'd much better make up her mind just to be a happy independent old maid any woman might do worse and take no responsibilities there would always be you mother for them to fall back on it was as near as john murchison ever got to flattery no thank you then i've brought up six of my own as well as i was able which isn't saying much and a hard life i've had of it now i'm done with it they'll have to find somebody else to fall back on if they get themselves into such a mess mrs murchison stopped to laugh with sincere enjoyment they needn't look to me to get them out i guess you'd have a hand mother not i but the man isn't thinking of any such folly what do you suppose his salary is eight hundred and fifty dollars a year they raised it last month and how far would edvina be able to make that go with servants getting the money they do and expecting the washing put out as a matter of course do you remember eliza john that we had when we were first married seven dollars a month she got she would split wood at a pinch and i've never had one since that could do up shirts like her three years and a half she was with me and did everything everything i didn't do but that was management and edvina's no manager it would be me that would tell him if i had the chance then he couldn't say he hadn't been warned but i don't think he has any such idea edvina pronounced mr murchison might do worse well i don't know whether she might the creature is well enough to preach before a congregation but what she can see in him out of the pulpit is more than i know a great gawk of a fellow with eyes that always look as if he were in the middle of next week he may be able to talk to edvina but he's no hand at general conversation i know he finds precious little to say to me but he's got no such notion he comes here because being human he's got to open his mouth some time or other i suppose but it's my opinion he has neither edvina nor anybody else in his mind's eye at present he doesn't go the right way about it hm said john murchison he brought her a book the last time he came what do you think the name of it was the something or other of plato do you call that a natural gift from a young man who is thinking seriously of a girl 
besides if i know anything about plato he was a greek heathen and no writer for a presbyterian minister to go lending around i'd plato him to the right about if it was me she might read worse than plato remarked john oh well she read it fast enough she's your own daughter for outlandish books mercy on us here comes the man we'll just say how d'ye do to him and then start for abby's john i'm not easy in my mind about the baby and i haven't been over since the morning harry says it's nothing but stomach but i think i know whooping cough when i hear it and if it is whooping cough the boy will have to come here and rampage i suppose till they're clear of it there's some use in grandmothers if i do say it myself End of chapter thirteen